we can do better than that. Give the Lord a hand praise. God is worthy to be praised. God is worthy to be praised. Won't you pray with me now? Oh God, you are the wonder of all wonders. You are the creator of all things good. And so I come before your people in obedience to your will for my life. And I'm asking that you would allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. For you, for you, In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray it. Let everybody say amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and smile. Amen. And then we're going to go to our scripture for the morning. Found in the book of Ruth. Two books in the Bible named for women, Esther and Ruth. So God has always been an equal opportunity employer. Amen. Ruth chapter 1, verses 15 through 22. Ruth chapter 1, verses 15 through 22. And as your heart is prepared to hear the word of God, won't you stand out of reverence for God's holy word. And listen now. For the word of the Lord. So she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law, whose name was Naomi. But Ruth said, Ruth was her daughter-in-law, Ruth said, do not press me to leave you, Naomi, or to turn back from following you. Because where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. There will I be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well if even death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more to her. So the two of them went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, women, we always be talking. <laughs> the women said, 
is that Naomi? She said to them, no longer call me Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt bitterly with me. I, I, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has dealt harshly with me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned together with Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, who came back with her from the country of Moab. And they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of the barley harvest. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks to God. God. You may be seated. Smile at your neighbor again. No matter what's going on in the world or the church, it's still a good day. Amen. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm so glad. Because we will make it through. We will, those of us who know God, we will make it through. The book of Ruth looks like a quaint romantic story centered around the life and, ex and experience of a woman named Naomi and her daughter-in-law named Ruth. However, the more one looks at the story, the more it becomes clear that the whole story deals with some very deep issues. For example, for example, for example. One of the issues or questions of life that we find in this book is, what do you do when your life falls apart? What do you do when your life falls apart? I've been there, have you? Naomi and Ruth on our story had to deal with this issue. Let me give you a little background. It, it, all, it all began when a famine struck the land of Israel where they were living due to the absence of rain and crop failure. There was not enough food to feed the people of God. So a man of Bethlehem who was married to a woman named Naomi decided that he would take his wife and his sons and that they would go and move to another land that could feed them and be more prosperous. I, I, I got com really confused. I remember growing up when people like to talk about where they were from. Y'all, because saying where you from made you better than somebody else. I, I never quite understood that. Because a lot of people, you know, came to California. Then they'd come back to Lubbock, Texas. And they would say they from California, which was supposed to impress us, but they didn't look that good. You know what I mean? They weren't really prospering. You understand what I'm talking about? You understand? So I'm going, we might be in Lubbock, Texas, but I bet you we got some food on the table. Everybody's meals are paid. Folks got a job. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes 
It's more important that you are in the place where you can prosper no matter what you call the place. Somebody say amen. amen. So her husband said, I'm moving from here, and I'm taking my family to where we can eat. We see that movement now. A lot of people are moving back south because the south has changed much more than the west coast than when it comes to race, I think. Because he heard that there, that there was plenty of food there. That's all he needed to know. There was something extremely important about this move because, because this man was taking up residence in a place where they didn't even worship the one and true living God. <laughs> not only did the people who lived in the land of Moab not worship the one and true living God, they were also enemies of the children of God. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes you got to move anyway. <laughs> Therefore, the husband of Naomi the husband of Naomi was taking up residence in a hostile land. That is to say, a land hostile to the faith and hostile to the people who believe in God. You know what, beloved? Sometimes the circumstances of life require us to venture into hostile territory where our faith will be challenged, where we are surrounded by our enemies. Sometimes your job environment is hostile. Somebody say amen. It's the truth. It's the truth. If you didn't get a paycheck, you'd move. But some of y'all just need to stay for a minute. Amen. <laughs> I can tell nobody to leave the job. Sometimes your school environment is hostile. I was one of the eight to integrate Texas Tech University, I will never do that again. If I had to do something over, that would not be one thing I'd do again. I wasn't an integrationist anyway, neither was my father. Sometimes your home environment is hostile. Somebody say amen. amen. You know it's the truth. You would rather go anywhere than home. That's why some of y'all work overtime. I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. <laughs> But you have to, beloved. We have to stop wanting life so easy. Stop making young people think that life is easy. Life is hard. Sometimes you have to stay and endure the hostility for a while. Say for a while. For a while in order to get what you need. See, we got to learn to play the game to get what we need. Certain way you can act to get what you want, then act like that. Certain way you can act to not get what you want, stop it. Oh, but then the stress of life began to take its toll. And the, the husband of Naomi died. But you know, God is good anyhow. Say amen. And she did have some consolation because she still had her two sons, and, and each son had a wife. And one of her sons had a wife by the name of Ruth. And for 10 years, they lived together. Look at say, don't talk about families living together. Get over it. People asking the question, why are all the kids coming back home? 
When I grew up, my parents sent me away so I could grow up. You better keep up with the times. Maybe they're home because families ought to be together. I don't know. They live together. But after a while, something happened again. Something happened to Naomi again. She lost her husband. And now, both of her sons died. And you know, those of us who preach the gospel, I'll never forget that there lingers ever over our human life or an after a while, after a while. Child of God, life is never one thing or the other. It's always a mixture of joy and sorrow, of gladness and grief, of poverty and wealth, of good times and bad times, of ups and downs, of highs and lows, of light and dark, of good and bad, of yes and no, of straight and crooked, of rough and smooth, of light and heavy, of laughing and crying. They don't come on anymore, but that's as the world turns. And it will be that way all the days of our life. Somebody say amen. amen. But this, listen, beloved, this, but this is what we must understand. Not only had Naomi lost her husband and her son, she had lost her means of substance and provision. Because in that day, men were given jobs and things to do because a man was expected to take care of his family while the wife took care of the house. Now we're at a time when all of that's changed. But underneath that whole idea that God prepared for families, I believe that there's still some truth in that. Because if you want to destroy a race of people, do you know the first thing you do? Destroy the men. So we better get it right. Stop saying you don't need no man, girl, because... <laughs> From my experience, all of y'all would be happier if you had a man. Somebody help me up in here today. Just let me say. Just let me say. We ought to be screaming about what's happening to our men in this country. We ought to be screaming and crying over our husbands and sons, nephews that we've lost to a system whose mind and intention is to destroy us. So now Naomi was with a group of women for survival in a culture where it was very difficult for women to survive on their own. Look at your neighbor say, and it still is. So Naomi was now left in this situation. And these women found themselves in the position where they had to ask another question. And their question was, well, what do we do now? Those are things we ought to be asking. Because so many of us live in what used to be, and what used to be definitely is not what it is today. But we need to get a life. And today is a mess because we refuse to look at today. So the question we ought to be asking is, what do we do now in 2018? 
What do we do now? We lost our means of survival. Our lives reached dead end. We left the homeland in search of something, and our journey has ended in us having nothing. When I look back at integration in this country and look at how many of us didn't make it, the question for us ought to be, what do we do now? Beloved, you know, every now and then we come to the place where we must ask, even ourselves, and look at our own situation. Lord, okay, Lord, now, well, what do I do now? Naomi, the mother-in-law of Ruth, had her answer. She had her answer. She had heard. You know, the Bible always says somebody heard something. And the world hasn't changed because we ain't talking about Jesus. I said she heard that God had stepped in just in time and saved the nation of Israel. God is always on time. He's always on time. The famine in Israel was over. The crops were large. Water was flowing. And the people were blessed. So the first thing she decided to do was, well, guess what she decided to do? She decided that she going to go back. She left because there was nothing. She came to something. She lost something. Now she's going to go back to where something is. <laughs> it's happening in our country right today. You're not even keeping up. It's happening in our country right today. But Naomi... Being a fair person understood that she had no right to take her daughters-in-law away from their homeland. So at first they refused to leave her, and the three of them started out for the land of Judah. Just think, women doing something in a time when women didn't even do this. Sometimes you got to do something you've never done before. But now reminded them, she reminded them that she was an older woman who had nothing to offer them. And it grieved her to have their futures linked with her misfortunes. And so look at this. There was one other thing that Naomi had in her favor. The one thing that Naomi had in her favor, she said, I'm not going to be selfish. I'm not going to drag these young people with me because they need to be making a life of their own. There really gets a time in our age where we need to kind of just sit down and rest a minute. Somebody say amen. 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 Sometimes we need to know when to just quit for a minute. But the thing about Naomi that we must admire as we remember that this was not a culture who lifted up women and we today are still dealing with that phenomenon. But Naomi in her old age, had the courage to make the journey back by herself. Mm, 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 mm. Back by herself, depending upon no one else but the Lord. Every time I talk to my daughter, she likes to bring up, we never wanted you to go. Every time, every time, every time, she reminds me, we didn't want you to go. Mama, when will you stop? When will you quit? 
And I go, I'm ready to do whatever the God tells me to do. And I'm ready to go wherever God tells me to go. No matter what or where that is. Deal with it, girl. Deal with it. <laughs> Listen to me, beloved. The journey of faith requires this kind of courage. See, Christmas Day, we scared of stuff. The Bible says, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of a sound mind. Listen to me, the journey of faith requires this kind of courage. There are times when we must be courageous enough and daring enough to make the journey by ourselves. Sometimes you look around and there won't be anybody walking with you. You didn't help them, you didn't fed them, you didn't clothe them, put a roof over their heads. And you turn around in your old age and ain't nobody walking with you. But the Lord. <laughs> and what we learn when we buy ourselves is that God is enough. What we learn when we have to do it by ourselves is that God will never leave us or forsake us. What we learn when we do it by ourselves is that God will give us strength to do what we need to do. Amen. It's then that God blesses you real good. Because the word says, God, not Taiwan. Not Henry. Not Joe. Not Lawrence. Oh, that's one of mine way back. <laughs> God says, God is able. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, sometimes you have to do it alone with God by your side. When God finds out that you will <laughs> leave everybody and everything behind except him. See, he always testing us. He's always testing us. And the worst thing is when we do what we want to do and not what God says do. Because he blessed Naomi when she said, then I'll just go by myself. Then it happened that, that but there was one daughter-in-law that Naomi hadn't even counted on by the name of Ruth, who was not about to leave Naomi alone. Say, there is always Somebody. And many times that somebody is the very one you didn't think that would be the somebody. Ooh, help me up in here today. 
The bond between them was stronger than Naomi ever thought. This woman, Naomi had been like a mother to Ruth. Ain't got to be your birth mother who mothers you. Somebody say amen. And Ruth just could not bring herself to leave Naomi. So she said to Naomi, Naomi, just stop. Just stop. Please don't, please don't try to stop me from leaving you. Just, just quit. Because in verse 16 through 17, these famous words, Ruth said to Naomi, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Because, ooh, y'all have some people like this. I got some people like this. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God, where you die. Naomi, I will die. And there I will be buried. And may the Lord deal with me, but even so severely, if anything but death separates me from you. Say, now that's real love. You know, we be playing love. What's love got to do with it? Everything. Because what seems like love ain't always love. Somebody say amen. amen. You find out later. Real love never leaves. Real love is like that. Real love doesn't care how great the sacrifice is. Real love doesn't care about how toilsome the journey. Real love will stick with you right to the end. That's what Ruth did because Ruth had real love for Naomi. So when Naomi saw Ruth's sincerity and determination, she just stopped trying to send her away. I got some children like that. <laughs> when I see their determination to stay with me, I just stop trying to send them away. Somebody say amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And the two of them continued their journey to Bethlehem. Now, upon their arrival, those who remembered Naomi were just stunned by her return and the change that the years ah, and her sorrow had made upon you. You know, you make it a point to trying to dress up when you go back to the class reunion. Help me up in here, somebody. Help me up in here. Yeah, you do. You're supposed to look your best. You're supposed to look your best. But when, when Naomi went back home, the people who saw Naomi said, the women say, girl, what happened to you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, women can be so cruel. Yeah. yeah, whatever happened to you? You don't even look like yourself. Oh, can it even be you, Naomi? <laughs> to which Naomi replied, don't call me Naomi. Call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt with me very bitterly. So I went away full, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Now the name, now the name, now the name Naomi means my joy, my bliss, or the pleasantness of Yahweh, our God. That 
then a name meant something. You were supposed to become like the name. That's why they didn't name you when you first came out. They waited to see what your personality was like. And it's suggested of all that the charming, agreeable, and attractive term, Naomi, was not who Naomi was. But the term Mara, on the other hand, Mara means bitter. So when Naomi said, call me Mara, she was saying, why call me joyful when my life is dealt harshly with me? Just call me bitter because my life has been bitter. Oh, beloved, you know, we have all had our pity party sometimes. Yes, you do. And the problem with most of us is that when we have a pity party, we want everybody else to come to the pity party. <laughs> we don't know how to have a pity party by ourselves, just us and God. <laughs> We have had our pity parties, just like now. But sometimes we, too, wonder why life has treated us so harshly with all the healthy people we know. Why we, why we got to be sick? With all the reasonable and faithful men and women we know who have met, why, why, did, why do we have to end up with the ones we have? With all of the no good evil people me know, why did the Lord have to visit our family and take our child or our sister and our brother, our favorite uncle, or our aunt? Why? 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 Because sometimes we have all been in a place where we felt like saying, just call me Mara, for the Lord has dealt bitterly. But when you're with the Lord, there's always a word that has become my favorite word when I'm preaching. One of my favorite words is, however, however, doing our sorrow and our pain and our pity parties, we must never forget that God will never leave us without a comforter. We are never left without a way out. Because in the midst of our bitterness, there is always sweetness. Inherent in every problem, there is always a solution. Oh, you might not see it, but it's there. You might not see it, but it's there. You may not want to accept the way that God has prepared for your deliverance, but it's coming. People say, why you do this and why you do that? Why did you do that? Why you? I don't know. I'm, I'm just following God. That's what you need to tell some people. I always ask you. I'm just doing what God told me to do. I'll understand it better by and by. I'm not going to stand here and just wait in the midst of all of this mess and get caught up in it because my hope is built on nothing less than the Lord himself. I'm not going to let you drive me crazy because God's not through with me yet. I'm not going to let you have the last word in my life because God has the last word. No one's life is ever totally bitter. There's always somebody in a worse situation than you are, beloved. And what we need to know is, yes, weeping may endure for a night. I hear y'all, but what? Joy. Joy comes in the morning. <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, I believe that. I, believe that. I, 
that's so beloved. It so happened that staying with Naomi was the best choices Ruth could have made because Ruth found love. <laughs> Sometimes you don't know what God is doing with you. You know you don't know. I don't want to go to, oh, I don't want to go there. I don't want, you don't know what God got waiting for you there. Ruth found acceptance and love from a man among a foreign people. You better hear me now. I don't know. But the thing is, although they were foreign, they were God's people. What you looking for in a mate? Somebody who loves God? Help me up in here, somebody. Now, 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 uh, I know that this is the black man's day. In some ways, when it comes to love, he got it going on. Because every woman of every nation wants one today. Am I wrong? But what we have to come to is this. It's okay to spread out. It's okay to intermingle. It's okay to intermarry. It's okay because the main thing you want to know is he or she saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. So Ruth got over the fact that this was a foreigner, and she followed her heart. In a foreign land, she followed her heart. They probably didn't even speak the same language. But uh, <coughs> love can overcome all that. I thought to tell you who my first love was. He wasn't a black man, but I'm not going to tell you. No. <laughs> but I love a black man, but it wasn't her. Wasn't a white man either. Oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> My first love I'll never forget. Ruth followed her heart in a foreign land. She met a man and got married. And let me tell you what God did. God is an amazing God. She married a man from a foreign land, and you need to know that all of this was in God's plan from the beginning for Ruth to marry Boaz. If some of us would stop getting infatuated with bozos, God might send us a Boaz. Somebody need to help me up in here, somebody. She married Boaz, and they gave birth to a son. Look what God did. She and Boaz gave birth to a son who became the great, great, great grandfather of Joseph, the earthly father of Jesus. Stop limiting what God can do. Make your neighbor say, stretch your wings. Because you never know. God always has something up his sleeve. 
And Ruth and Naomi made it to the other side. They made it to the side of blessings, the side of peace, the side of joy, the side of love, the side of strength, and the side of hope. Remember, there's another side to the problems we face. There's, a, there's another way to go other than the way we go. There may be a detour side, beloved. So what we have to do in the midst of life is keep going. You have to keep trying. You have to keep running. You can't quit. You can't give up because there's a bright side somewhere. And there is unspeakable joy. Making it to the other side. When you get to the other side, you say, no matter what I went through over there, it was worth it to get over here. Come on, come on, Ooh, I never knew how over there was going to be. But I made my way. The songwriter put it this way. I've been through the storm and the rain. Oh, but what? I made, I made it. it. Yeah. And then the songwriter says, but I know that I never would have made it. And as I look at you, all of you have made it this far. You've made it. You are a 100% survivor. But you have to know, and you have to know, and you have to know that I never give glory where glory is due. People have been in my way. Things have been in my way. Sexism, racism, all the stuff in my way and your way. But we made it. But we never would have made it without you. Never would have made it without you, God. And say, now I see. Now I look back and see that you've been there for me all the time. And so now, you know, when trouble comes, I don't whine like I used to. I've been through too much trouble and made it to the other side. And so now trouble has made me, I'm stronger. Yeah. I'm wiser. Somebody asked me a few weeks ago, say, Pastor, how does it feel to come back to the church at your age? I said, I'm better than I ever been. Because I'm wiser. And so I'm better when I look back over what God has brought me through. Ooh, Jesus. I never would have made it. Never, never would have made 
lost it all. But now I see you were there for me. And I can say I'm stronger. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. I'm I'm better. Much better. When I look back over all the things you brought me through. You better. 